Welcome to Her Legal Global. I'm your host, Faye Gelb. Our podcast is dedicated to providing you with actionable skills to empower your legal career. Today, we're welcoming Christine Patton, founder of Power Within. Christine is an elite performance coach who works with business and professional people to eliminate burnout and create grace and ease in their lives. She loves to help them polish their business offering to pivot from a career grown stagnant. She is a retired lawyer and judge who is familiar with the stress that comes from driving forward in one's craft. Christine is the founder of The Mental Edge in Sports Performance, the author of Showing Up, Becoming the Me I Want to Be, Aligning Your Life and Work for True Success, and she is also a certified trainer and coach with the Heart Math Institute, which we are going to be talking about in much more detail today. She is also a radio show host with voiceamerica.com in a show called Unstoppable You. Christine, it's really wonderful to have you today and to be talking about eliminating burnout and increasing resilience using heart math. Hi, Faye. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. This is great. So just let's just dive in. What is this heart math? It sounds so fascinating. Tell us a little bit about it. It's funny. It's the first question everyone asks. What is heart math? Math? I say math, M-A-T-H. So it was explained to me that you know, we've got two parts of ourselves. Well, we've got many parts of ourselves, but the way to think about it is we have our heart, which when many people think about their heart, we think about love and heart-based living and math. It's like, how does that match? Well, it does actually. Math is a logical pursuit and it carries more spirituality, actually, mathematics in, in respect of things that we don't see in life. But the fact is that math is the logical part of this. And so I kind of turn that on its side and I turn that into heart brain. So this is the real thing to understand today is we're going to create a heart brain connection for a better life. And how does that relate to taking physical control? Well, we have to understand, you know, let's get on the same page for this time that we're together here um, about semantics. So many people refer to stress in their life as if it's something outside of themselves, you know, it's their boss or it's some situation that's nagging at them. The fact is that's a stressor. And so for today's discussion, let's talk about stress. Stress is the manifestation or the physiological condition created in our bodies. And the first thing I want people to understand is we create our own stress. We really do. First of all, and we're going to get into the thought process behind that, but the minute that we give our power away to something outside of us or someone outside of us, we've given our power away. And we have to remember this, that we are in control. We should be in the driver's seat of our life. And so it's how we choose to respond to the situations in life that will dictate how we move forward, how well we move forward. This sounds a bit like there's a feedback loop. How does that work? Okay, so the physical manifestation uh, or the physical process in the body that governs the stress response involves a triad of the brain, the autonomic nervous system, and the heart. And so we can think of it this way for today, if we will, that this unconscious response to what happens in our life, let's start with the brain, how, how we think and how our thoughts affect where we are in our life. We haven't, let's face it, we have enough stress in our life. We have enough stressors, real stressors. You know, we could lose our job. We could, someone close to us could be very sick, whatever. There's enough going on. The trouble is, and we'll get to the autonomic nervous system in a minute, but we've hijacked a system in our bodies by focusing our thoughts on things like 
worry, which is about the future, and regret, which is about the past. Now, neither of them are in the present moment. And we waste a lot of precious energy, particularly in worry about the future, how much money we're going to have, our job, what the government's doing, what other people are doing, all of that. This is the perceived stress. So what happens is the brain in every body, we become we come equipped with this beautiful system called the autonomic nervous system. Now it takes care of over 90% of our body processes without our having to pay attention. Like imagine if you had to pay attention to your breathing, blinking and swallowing for five seconds, you'd be insane. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But what happens is we have an autonomic nervous system that preserves the biological imperative and that is to stay alive. Now it's been a good system because we now have what, 8 billion people on the planet. So it's working, but trouble is we've hijacked it. What happens is when we perceive danger and we see danger in everything, we see danger all around us. This is the, again, the perceived stress. Our body automatically mobilizes to fight or flee. This is called our fight or flight. This is the sympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system. Now we have the parasympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system, and this is the brake in the car. So the sympathetic side, fight or flight is the gas. The parasympathetic side is, parasympathetic side is the brake. So we automatically go into this fight or flight. Now what happens physiologically is our body floods with cortisol, which is not healthy for us. In fact, in, in many ways, it is the destroyer of all life. Cortisol is actually destroying our DNA in this. I'm going to take a tangent for a minute. We have something called telomeres that hang off the DNA. So DNA being the basic building block of our life and telomeres are failing to replicate because of, among other things, this presence of of cortisol. So, the, but the cortisol is what mobilizes us to get up and go. We also have an excess of electric electricity in our nervous system. So this is all designed, all resources go to allowing us to fight or flee. So all resources go from our inner body to our outer body. Our heart rate increases. We know how we feel when we're in fight or flight. We get jittery, we get shaky, we're hyper aware. That's because our heart rate increases, our blood pressure increases. Think about your mouth going dry. So it's like all the resources kind of bleed to help us get away from the danger. The trouble is there's no danger. There's no real danger. So we spend most of our days at some level in this fight or flight, which is very caustic to our system. So we're, we've created a wartime economy in our bodies. And what we want to do is create a peacetime economy. Now, the third part of that triad is our heart. Any change in the autonomic nervous system affects the heart on a beat to beat basis. Now, and then the heart through the afferent nerve system, or in other words, the ascending nerve system, and there's more nerves going from your heart to your brain than the other way around, informs the brain. And this is the negative feedback loop that keeps us in fight or flight. So that's the triad. Let's talk about the heart in more detail, because it seems like we really need to understand that at a deeper level to understand how this all interconnects. So the heart is the way that we can interrupt this negative feedback loop. First thing I want the listeners to know is that heart rate is not something, our heart does not beat in a regular pattern. The heart actually speeds up and slows down naturally. Now it's, it's imperceptible and it's a fraction of a second, but there is a speeding up and slowing down pattern to the way our heart beats. And that's called heart rate variability. So some people are right. Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of HRV. I've heard of heart rate variability. This is what we can affect through preparation. And I'll get into the resilience definition of heart math in a moment. But this is what we need to do is we have to understand that the pattern of our heart rate variability will be extremely dysregulated when we're stressed. It's 
a chaotic up and down, sharp up and down pattern. And you can see this when you're wearing a Holter monitor or you're using any of the HeartMath devices, you can actually see that on a screen. What you want to create is a smoother sine wave. So that's the gentle up and down sloping wave, which is endemic of the heart coherent state. We want to create more coherence in our bodies and we can do that. And this is creating the peacetime economy I was talking about. And when we can regulate our heart rhythms, and we can, we'll get into this more in a second, then we communicate to the brain that all is well, to those executive functions through the thalamus, which governs our executive functions, to the hippocampus, the hypothalamus, the amygdala. I mean, the amygdala is a big one. That's our fear center, always looking out for what can hurt us. And scientific studies have proven that the amygdala is an over-enlarged, it's, it's an almond-shaped little piece in our brain. And for many of us, it's over-enlarged these days because its capacity is huge because we're always looking out for what can hurt us. So we have to reduce this. We have to do something to clear that up. So what happens is when we can create a more coherent state in our body, it communicates to the brain that all is well. And then the brain will communicate a different message to the autonomic nervous system, which gives a different message to the brain. So this is the, this is the feedback loop that we can turn into a positive feedback loop. So you've just touched on why this is important, because basically by doing this, we're going to be able to create that wave that will reflect more of a calm state. And what else could you say about why it's important? What will this do for people? Obviously, living at a very high stress level is very detrimental to us, but what else? Well, you know, I don't think we can overstate how critically important it is to be in a better mental and emotional state, particularly given what's going on in the world today. For us to point fingers outside of us or to rely on outside influences to help us again, is giving our power away. And it's not effective. You know, you need to stay away from me because you're going to make me sick. Or I need the government to take more steps to keep people away from me. Or I'm waiting for a vaccine or whatever. The point is, it's up to us to fix ourselves, not only to cope, but to bring us out of this mess that this world is in. We need to create our own mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual health, wealth, and happiness. And it is within our control. So this is the point of this interview is to un help people understand that when we can create, and it's simple and it's easy, really, we'll get to it in a second. When we can create the state, this heart coherent state within ourselves, four things happen. Number one, you feel great because now your heart is in alignment with your brain and your body and your emotions. Think of rowers. The reason rowing teams win is because of alignment and timing, which many sports rely on, the golf swing, whatever you want to name. It's more about alignment and timing than anything. And so this is what we want to create in our bodies, an alignment between our heart, our brain, and our body, and our emotions. So you feel awesome when there's less drag in the system. Let's just call it that. Number two, when you are in high heart coherence, you have 50 trillion cells and over 200 systems in your body, like your blood system, your cardiovascular system, over 200. All systems can now work optimally. Your cells work optimally because now it's in a peacetime economy. It's that, oh God, now I don't have to fend off the invaders anymore. Now I can repair the castle. You know, now it's time. So that's an excellent feeling. Number three, the more and longer you practice the techniques we're going to talk about in a second, Faye, 
you, cr you create a different baseline. So we call your baseline is where you are in that heart rate variability and how well you are progressing towards a more heart coherent state and heart wave. So you create a different baseline. In other words, you become half happier and healthier the more that you practice. And lastly, number four, I don't know if you want to get into this, but I might as well right now. It's the outward effect of this heart coherence. We have what's called a heart field and heart math teaches this. It's about three to five feet around us. Now it's, it's bigger. Probably we can say the more heart coherent you are, but we don't have the instruments at this point to measure. So heart math's very careful to say this is three to five feet. Now this is not to be confused with the aura. Let's not talk about that. This is your heart field. So, and this is measurable. This is not woo woo stuff. We are electromagnetic beings and our energy is measurable. I mean, think about the last time you had an EEG or an EKG. Well, what do you think that is? You know, we have instruments that read the electricity that our brain and our heart create, and it is measurable. So what happens is our heart informs our heart field. Now, what does that mean? It means that whatever we're carrying within ourselves, whatever we've created with our brain and our heart is transferred into our heart field and other hearts pick this up. So two things I want to talk about. Number one, when you are in a high state of coherence, the heart wave is a very strong carrier wave. Other people's hearts sync up with yours. Now imagine the ramifications of this. Other hearts become coherent around you because of your strong heart wave and your heart field. And this is what you manage to do. So, I mean, ramifications, not only for just making other people happy, but business ramifications, you know, more people like you. We know that when people make us feel comfortable, happy, safe, whatever that is, we like them more. This is a true leadership quality. You know, how do you get people to admire you? want to emulate you, follow you, listen to you, be in your presence. This is what leadership is, inspiring people to become better than where they presently are. This is true leadership. And I believe it's created within the body physically, and it's something that other people can feel. Now, the other side of that is the negative. So the people who haven't worked on their heart coherence and don't think it's important. I want you to imagine the last time or the first time <laughs> or the many times you noticed that somebody walked into your field, whatever you think your field is, and that you didn't know them and they hadn't said a word, but you had a feeling about them. And it, it could have been like, they, they made you feel a little off, upset, whatever that feeling is. Your heart is reading their heart field. And that's not somebody that inspires you. That's somebody you want to run from. Now that's a bit of an ex extreme, I think, but good example. Or the last time you walked into a room and you felt something horrible, like something happened there. Somebody got fired or there was a fight. There's energy all around us and we create it. And more than that, our heart picks up other people faster and more efficiently than even our perceptive abilities in our brain. What often gets in the way of this? It sounds fascinating. And it, if we could all do it, it would obviously have major ramifications for our business and personal lives. But what would get in the way of it? It sounds... Like we have to have a certain belief system maybe, or we have to tap into a certain mindset. What do you think gets in the way? I haven't really thought about that, but I think ignorance gets in the way. People just don't know this information. So whoever's listening, you're damn lucky today to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I a godsend? No, I don't mean it that way. Um, I mean, there's just, there's lack of information. However, heart math has created a worldwide sensation with the work that they're doing. And I have to say, they're a beautiful company to work with and for lovely people who walk what they talk. 
there's an alignment again in that company. And this work was created for everybody. However, their biggest contracts have been the U.S. Navy, Army, companies, hospitals, teaching education, young children. We're teaching them to become emotionally literate. Imagine if our generation, Faye, because we're in our 30s, right? No one can see us, so we're going to (laughs) pretend. Imagine if we all could become more emotionally literate. But more than that, not just know that that exists, but to do something about it. So here's the the thing that I don't want to get missed, and that is the HeartMath definition of resilience. Many people equate resilience with, you know, staying strong through a challenge, and it is. And many people think about it as bouncing back from a difficult situation, that recovery piece. And it is. This is HeartMath's definition. Having the capacity, and capacity is how much you have of something, to prepare for, adapt to, and recover from stress, adversity, and challenge. So it's this preparing for that most people don't understand. And that's what I'm talking about today. It's up to us to create the energy in our body because resilience is directly related to the energy that we have in our body, the energy to respond in a crisis, the energy to keep our composure in a conversation that's not going well, Um, the energy to find clarity in thinking, the energy for better judgment, faster reactions. Imagine without the drag on the system, you are lighter, freer, and clearer. So we can now hear our intuition talk to us, which is the basis of much good business, if you ask me, legal or otherwise. We need to understand it's up to us to create the changes and we just have to know how. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about developing and practicing a, a key skill here. How would we go about it? Absolutely. The first step in any of the heart math techniques. Well, first of all, think about this. Think about breath and mindfulness. What is that? We've been doing this for thousands of years. It's called yoga. Breath and mindfulness, really the purpose of yoga. It's not about strength. It's not about stretching. It's, it's more about the other things. This is to bring balance into the body. We are naturally very physical creatures being human beings. It's a matter of, of allowing the weight to settle in our mind, in our heart, in a positive fashion. That's, that's my take. I'm not explaining yoga because I'm not a yogi. But um, So the first step in all of this is called, uh, one of the, the first heart math basic technique is called heart-focused breathing. So as it sounds, the first thing you do is sit quietly and imagine your heart. Start thinking about your heart in the center of your chest and begin to breathe more slowly and deeply than you normally would. And as you sit and get comfortable in this rhythm of just breathing in and out through your nose, there's a reason for that. And eventually, as you begin to relax in this rhythm of five seconds in and five seconds out, thinking about your heart, what you will naturally do is to start thinking about breathing in and out through your heart. So this is the first step towards creating coherence. And we know as human beings that we come equipped already with this skill of breath to slow down the parasympathetic side of the nervous system. It's an inbred. Think about when your child is having a tantrum or somebody's upset. What do we say? Breathe. Just breathe. So we know this. This is instinctive, right? But there's a method. So heart-focused breathing. In and out, deeply, slowly, five seconds in, five seconds out. But if that's not a pattern for you, don't pass out, please. Bad for business. Do whatever is comfortable for you to just get into that heart space and get comfortable. And you would be amazed at how that just brings you back to that zero still point where you feel really comfortable, relaxed. And this is not a sleepy-headed state. This is an aware but quiet state, like you're powerful and ready to go. How so long can we do step, that? 
Yeah, five five minutes in the beginning. If you're an experienced meditator, well, you know what you can you can do. Um, someone who hasn't done this before, five minutes, and five minutes is going to feel like twelve days. Some days, you know, you sit there, and the way I talk to my clients is, this is your first step is learning to sit quietly because many lawyers don't, many people don't. We're always racing in our minds, racing in our bodies, and some days, you know, you you just you just want to kill yourself. I mean, it's just really that hard and it is, you know, but anyway, that's the first thing. Sit quietly, take five minutes, do your breathing, set your watch or set your timer, your phone, whatever, and five minutes. So five minutes, well, heart math says five to 15 minutes a day, three to four days a week will change your baseline. What's a good time of the day to do this? Is there a better time than another time? First thing in the morning is recommended because nothing's happened yet. You know, set your alarm five or 10 minutes early, whatever it is you want to sit with and find a quiet spot. Maybe nobody else is up. This is your time. One thing I want to talk about too, before we go is, and that is the second part of this technique, which is going to build heart coherence is called quick coherence technique. So this is where we bring in the nugget of heart math. And that is we bring in emotion, really helpful to create a repertoire, whatever you want to call it, a list of things in your life. This is how I coach my clients because this, this is how we develop that warming the heart feeling is to think about things that have happened in our lives already. Someone we love, if that's a good love feeling, sometimes you have to be careful with love. Um, gratitude, appreciation. You, what, what's, what's amazing in our life? Did we just get kudos in our job? You know, Did somebody say something nice about us? How did we feel? So those elevating, uplifting emotions, we call them in heart math, renewing or depleting emotions. So this is creating a repertoire of situations in which you can engage and bring in renewing emotion into your body. So as you're breathing, the heart-focused breathing technique, we are bringing in renewing emotion. And it feels like warming your heart. And it takes time. If you've never done this before, it takes time. You're not going to lose 30 pounds in a week. You're not going to be ripped by a week in the gym. So we know this. It takes years sometimes to develop this. So first thing in the morning, five minutes, work up to 15. And heart-focused breathing, quick coherence technique is a good basic starting point to create your own coherence. So you're basically, you're working up when you first start, you start with the breathing, then you bring in the emotion and you're doing it in such a way that you're not having to focus anymore on the actual breathing technique because you have to focus on the emotion that you're trying to bring in. So I can see that there's sort of a transition that has to happen in order for it to be effective. Sure. But you know what? Don't worry about perfection. Just do it. Just do it, damn it. <laughs> do it only I add damn it. Okay, so anything else that you would add about the techniques that we should be doing here? Once we've got this happening, we'll have changed our heart wave. Nobody can see me, but I'm doing a little wave and it's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful wave I see. <laughs> yes. So, um at the end yeah, of this but... we'll be in better shape. We'll we'll be able to have that more effective presence and the calmness that we can tap into. Now, is it something that we will be able to maintain over time or is it something that we tap into when we're facing a more challenging experience? What do we do with it? Perfect. This is a we call it, there's three steps. So we can use it to prep. So first thing in the morning or anytime during the day when nothing's happening, we're increasing our energy by, you know, doing these techniques. We're building our energy in order to be more coherent during something. So let's say you've got a meeting at work and say, oh, another stupid meeting. Um, you can sit there 
Don't do it while you're driving. That's my CYA thing. You can do it in a meeting. This is a aware, again, not a sleepy headed, relaxed state. This is an open and aware. You can do it. Nobody knows you're doing it. You can breathe and you can be bringing emotion in your heart as people are talking. And imagine one of the other techniques, heart lock-in, is about radiating this love around the room. This is a beautiful technique to purposefully send out that love and that connected feeling you're feeling with yourself, that balanced wholeness. You're sending it now to everybody in the room. And I've done it. I've done this many times. And it's, it's a miracle how you watch people's shoulders go down, people's tone of voice changes, people become more amenable and acceptable, and you create harmony wherever you go. So you can do it on the go. And then obviously the recovery part of it is something has happened. Because of course, life is full of challenges and bad things are still going to happen. Things that we call bad. And so we realize, okay, I've got to fix this because right now I'm in fight or flight. So I'm going to sit down for five minutes or 15 minutes. Uh, and, and heart mass says no longer than 15 minutes. We don't have to spend hours doing this, you know, because people go, I don't have time in my day. Well, who doesn't have five or 15 minutes? So you can re repair the work, repair the, the damage that's been done in something that's really upset you. So there's three instances. There's preparation during and then recovery after. And how do we know if we're heart centered? You feel different. You will find you have an inner quiet. You'll know what I mean when you actually do it and you create, uh, create the space for it. As I say, it's an inner quiet, but it's an inner power because you're ready to go. You can hear your intuition. You can hear yourself speak to you. You can hear the messages that you're meant to hear. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we go and this is, this is the physical side of this. And I think this is very persuasive for people. HeartMath did a study years ago. They took 45 people against a control group of, I think, the same. And the first group, uh, they taught them two very basic techniques, cut through and, and heart lock in. And these were people, I want to emphasize, who'd never done heart math before. We're not talking gurus, anybody who knew this. So they did the new technique for 30 days against a control group, group that didn't do the technique. And then they took measurable, they took like blood serum samples. Here's what they found. Within one month of practicing a new heart math technique, these participants enjoyed a 23% decrease in cortisol. And more appropriately, a hundred percent increase in the renewing hormone DHEA. This is known as the vitality youth energy hormone. This is what is the repairing hormone that we love to have in our body that makes us feel really, really good. So 23% decrease in cortisol and a hundred percent increase in DHEA. So you've just covered off some of the expected results that we could see. What about our energy? What about our memory, our judgment, cognition, clarity? What about all those? What could we expect? All of, all of that improves. All of it improves. I mean, think about it as within, so without. And as we become more coherent within ourselves, we become more amenable, acceptable. We're more quiet. We're more positive. We're more happy. Who doesn't want to be with people like that? That's, that's infectious. It's, it's well, okay, infectious. That's not a good word, but I mean, that spreads and people are like, ah, I want what she's having, you know? Exactly. It's a good thing to model. Yeah. Thank you very much, Christine. It's been wonderful to have you. Her Legal Global, empowering and transforming us through skills and shared wisdom. For other great episodes, follow us and be sure to check out herlegalglobal.com for a community, informative skills-based articles, and to work with me, your host, Faye Gelb.